This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Janice Dean. I'm Juan Williams, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. The longer this war drags on, the more pressure mounts on Vladimir Putin. The Russian leader, who happens to be a former member of the KGB, has been arresting agents of what now is called the FSB. So is Putin suffering from paranoia? The implication or the assumption is that Putin is looking for a traitor in the ranks. That's a very Russian thing to do to put the blame on someone else. This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We have reports that around 150 members of the FSB, which is the principal security agency of the Russian Federation, have either been fired or arrested. All this as speculation grows about leaks getting out of the Kremlin and information about Russia's war on Ukraine make their way into the data sheets of Western countries. They are the successor to the KGB, so it is basically more or less the same thing. We're speaking today with Fox News senior foreign affairs correspondent Amy Kellogg about what's happening in Russia with Vladimir Putin and his chief intelligence agency. When the when Russia made the transition from the Soviet Union to Russia, this the organization morphed. And I think people assumed it would take a different path. But right now it is feeling very much like the old KGB. It is internal. It is It is the internal security service. There are different external security services. But of course, there are branches of the FSB which focus on external affairs. And interestingly enough, and we're going to get to this in a minute with you, but the fifth service of the FSB is the one that is not only in charge of dealing with the United States, but also keeping the former Soviet republics suite So keeping them in a pro-Russian sphere, and in the case of Ukraine, the fifth service of the FSB was supposed to be courting people on the ground in Ukraine to greet Russian soldiers when they arrived with flowers, which, as we know, John, never happened. No, instead of those Russian soldiers are killing people, and now you have the president of the United States suggesting that genocide is going on, which is a topic I want to talk about in just a moment. But let's focus on Russia first here with this FSB and reports that around 150 members of this organization have been either arrested or fired from it, and reports that there may be some leaks coming out of this as well as some of the information is being fed to Western powers. What are you hearing on that front? Does Vladimir Putin have a spy so there are two different um, two different reports that came out this well recently. Um, one is that the the head of this fifth service of the FSB was put under house arrest because, well, allegedly for embezzlement. So 
putting the money that should have been used to pay off Ukrainians to greet the Russians with flowers or be their agents, that money got pocketed. That was the original story. And that the the ante has been upped this week. And this man, Sergei Beseda, is apparently, according to Andrei Soldatov, who is a uh, expert on Russian security services, he's written a lot about them. So he's a very informed man. He has been circulating the news this week that this head of the fifth service of the FSB has been put in the notorious Lafortiva prison. So no longer house arrest in prison. And the reason he's in that prison is not just symbolic because it was the place of many murders during the Stalin years, but also because it is the most secure prison. The other prisons have reputations for being very corrupt and you can get your phone and you can get your messages out to the rest of the world. If you pay off the right people, Lafortiva is not that way at all. And he is apparently in there under a false name and in total isolation. So the suspicion is that not so much the embezzlement that may have been a reason to put him in jail. The suspicion Andrei Soldatov believes, my expert believes, is that Putin is looking for a mole because the Western intelligence, John, was spot on, as we know, Granted, things didn't go the way the Western intelligence kind of had predicted they would, but the scenario was pretty close to what Putin had in mind. And I think everybody remarked about that, that the bad news is we underestimated Putin. But the good news is that our intelligence was very correct. It was right. It was on the story. It knew what was going to happen and things basically played out that way. So the implication or the assumption is that Putin is looking for a traitor in the ranks. That's a very Russian thing to do to put the blame on someone else, but also because Russian intelligence could have been, a lot of it could have been intercepted electronically, but it's a very Byzantine system, the whole chain of command and the decision-making process in Russia. So you would really need someone to sort of read the tea leaves for you. And that that's who they're looking for. That is extremely interesting reporting there, Amy, and we appreciate that. Let's continue to talk about Russia. We've seen reports of everyday citizens who are protesting this war in Ukraine and more growing outrage by Russians who may or may not be in support of this war of the number of soldiers that Russia has spent using in this invasion of Ukraine. What are you hearing from inside of Russia about the support or non-support for this war? It's really difficult to get a sense of that because the uh, official opinion polls last week were saying 83% of Russians support, I think it was 83% approve of Putin's of Putin's activities and 81% specifically support the war. This was an independent polling outfit that did the survey and they feel, even though they are somewhat dissident themselves and have been labeled foreign agents by the Kremlin, um, they feel that that people were telling them the truth. So they kind of stand by those numbers. Other people say there's no way that Russians feel comfortable talking to anyone now. So those numbers can't be right. It can't be in the 80s. But I do think what's really frightening to a lot of people is the fact that it does appear that there's a very significant part of the population that is either fully supportive of this war, has drunk the Kool-Aid, um, or is just yeah, is, is, is just really anti-Western. And it all kind of fits into one package of, of a Russia that is very far from ever looking like it could be a partner with the United States. And it's not just Putin. You know, it's, it's, it's young people, it's old people. 
um, there's a lot of support and there's a lot of old Soviet practice of turning in your neighbor. Uh, we hear stories about students video with their phones, videoing conversations that teachers have kind of candidly with kids about, you know, the reason that we're not going on the hockey trip to Norway this year is because we, you know, we're in this war and it's causing a bit of trouble with the rest of the world. And teachers have been getting in trouble, fired, investigated for sort of leveling with their students. Um, and then there've been all sorts of absurd arrests of people. And some of them I can't confirm, but, you know, someone standing outside a court with yellow and blue balloons yesterday got arrested, according to someone I know, a friend of hers was just standing outside of a courtroom that had a trial that was not even related to this, but she just was holding balloons, got arrested. You can have a sign that says "niet" that just says no, little cardboard sign. So I saw a video of that happening the other day. Some kid just had a sign that said no, and the police grabbed him in two seconds. Wow. So it's a really edgy situation. We're speaking today with Fox News senior foreign affairs correspondent Amy Kellogg about what's happening in Russia with Vladimir Putin and his chief intelligence agency. Is it full of spies? Does Putin have a rat? We'll have more on the other side of this. Being arrested just for balloons and just for that little sign, it makes me wonder how much teeth there is to any sort of Russian opinion poll when it seems like you're not even allowed to have an opinion on this war without threat of getting arrested. Our guest today is Fox News Senior Foreign Affairs Correspondent Amy Kellogg. All right, Amy, this war has shifted here significantly where Russia made some early gains, but Ukraine fought back really hard. And Russia's lost a number of soldiers, but they've also lost a number of top officials in the form of generals and other commanders on the ground there. And now Vladimir Putin has shifted his strategy and brought in someone else. His new general to lead this war is a guy named Alexander Dvornikov. What do you know about this guy in his past? Well, he's uh, had experience in Chechnya and and Syria. And I think you referred to him as the, the butcher of, of Syria. He um, he's known for that sort of scorched earth policy that we've seen play out in Ukraine already. But I think um, he's obviously he's obviously brutal and but he's but he's probably very good. And that's why he's been put in the position in terms of being organized. And and I think what's been missing largely from um, that's been keeping Russia from having success, because Russia apparently is the second biggest army in the world, strongest army in the world. So this could have been a slam dunk for them. Um, But there's been really bad command and control. There hasn't been any centralization of this operation. And they've brought in this Dvornikov to to do it. So I think the ante is going to be upped and and people are saying that it's going to be a very, you know, even scarier next couple of weeks. There's an expectation that May 9th, which is Victory Day in Russia, when they celebrate the victory over Nazi Germany, and it's always a big showpiece parade with tanks and things through the streets of Moscow, there's the expectation that Putin wants something to deliver on that day, even if the operation isn't complete. So this Vornikov is likely to go in heavy. Um, and and yet, you know, some of the other mistakes, John, I don't know how those will be amended or will be uh, corrected on the Russian side, like the lack of soldiers. They don't seem to have enough soldiers. There's been so much corruption, apparently, that that's why a lot of the equipment hasn't worked and the soldiers haven't had enough to eat. Um and yeah, and this lack of I mean, the army may be powerful and it and it, it it obviously is one of the biggest ones in the world, but they 
don't seem to have enough soldiers. So they've been bringing in all sorts of, you know, Chechens and allegedly Syrians. And so it's, it's still kind of a mess. So I don't, you know, I think this guy is going to crack, crack the whip on them, but I, I'm not sure how much, how much change really will be in the works. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has been very vocal in speaking with a number of different governments. He has repeatedly called what Russia is doing to his people genocide. And it was big news this week when President Biden, for the first time, called this war a genocide also. How do you think Russia is reacting to those comments from the American president? Yeah, the um, I, I've got the the response from um, Dmitry Peskov, the, uh, the Kremlin sp- uh, Putin's spokesperson, the Kremlin spokesperson, he basically said that, um, you know, it's <laughs> president of the United States shouldn't speak this way. We, Russia, the United States has its own. We know what they've done in the past. I mean, they brushed it off. They it, it, they think it's unacceptable. They disagree with it. it it's kind of expected. I, they always get very indignant about um, even the smallest slight. And so something like this would obviously prompt them to get all holier than thou and say, you know, this is just an outrageous thing that he said, even when, of course, um, Putin has been accusing the Ukrainians of genocide all along and and being overrun by Nazis, which is pretty much the most outrageous comment that any of us have heard in a long time. So, yeah, the Kremlin's nose is out of joint, but there are no high level conversations right now or contacts between Russia and the U.S., Dmitry Peskov added. So um, not not welcomed comments, but I don't know what difference it makes at this point when things are so bad. Yeah, absolutely. We're focused more on the children who are being killed indiscriminately in Ukraine and not on comments being thrown back and forth between these two countries because those seem like small potatoes compared to what's actually happening. Amy Kellogg, we really appreciate your insight and your reporting. You taught us a number of good things here that we didn't know, and we appreciate your time and efforts here and joining us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast. Thanks again. Thank you, John. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch.